It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 64 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Yo, what up, Christian? What's up, man? Are you finally... I mean, geez, Willie had... What what you have uh, a little light case of Ebola? You were you were out of the mix. We were trying to do this a couple days in a row, and you're like, "I'll be back. I'll be fine tomorrow." And then you were you sounded like there was toxic ooze le- leaving your body. There was. It was bad stuff. Yesterday was the last of it, though. I'm feeling I'm feeling strong to quite strong. Yeah, strong to quite strong. You and need it, like your. Pro- I was I was itching. I was itching, boy. I wanted to do it every day. And you should get that looked at. Yeah, I know. It's uh, we. It's almost like, um, you know, last week when we were playing on Do It, it was it was really good timing with Worlds. Now Worlds seems like a year ago with all the, you know, the who's number one news and with rankings coming out. But we're still, we're going to put a bow uh, on these World Championships that just went down. They're the World Freaking Championships. I'll tell uh, you what, though. I still I still feel like in the community, it's there's, still, there's, there's still the fever. People... People came away. I don't know if it's because in America it was in America, or I don't know what the deal was. But I, I feel like this World Championships has kind of lingered on people a little longer than it does normally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it has, and I think it's it's obviously great. Um, and I, one thing that I'm I like is that the the international stars are, you know, Asaj Aliyev is is a household name and maybe he was somewhat last year right right but he is even more so now everyone is like this guy is just so incredible and and uh i think that's good and people know you know the kinchikishvili's more so and chimizo i think was a guy we love we fell in love with chimizo at worlds just his style he's so fun to watch so i i think it's great and you know hopefully with, with this being an olympic year that momentum should steadily build and build and probably be maintained. I feel like, Willie, and maybe you can agree, uh, 
with the trials having such a quick turnaround, they're going to be in April and the the Olympic trials qualifiers happening before. I feel like the 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 international lens is going to stay focused. Yeah, uh, we're not going to like take a couple months off for for D one stuff and check back in for Euregan. Like, I know that's how it's that's how it typically is, right? In America, is yeah. that all oh, the world championships? We're all we're all in, and then. And then three days later, they forget about it until next year's trials. Right. Yeah. See at the I don't, US Open. I don't quite feel. I don't quite feel it'll be that way this year with, um, because you know Farrell is a qualifier for the trials. Yeah. Um, and then and that's coming up. You know that's December, but uh, the U.S. Open is in December too. The top seven go, and I don't know if they're they they're technically might not call it the U.S. Open. But it's the U.S. Open. Right. And it's not um, – what's not open about it is that if you've already qualified for the Olympic team trials, you can't go. Like Jordan Burroughs cannot wrestle. Brent Metcalf, you know, guys like that can't wrestle in the quote-unquote open. So it's going to be a different look. But it's still going to be some, some juicy, juicy feels. I don't know. You know what I was thinking? I don't, I'm not quite sure why they allow – so many people to qualify. Do you do you want How, big brackets at the Olympic qualifiers? At the Olympic qualifiers or yeah. the Olympic trials? I mean Olympic trials. Sorry, trials. Do we are we gonna have big brackets? How big are the brackets uh, gonna be? I mean, there's a possibility that you have a 12 man bracket. Do you really want that? Well, that's not that big. I mean, you know, a couple of guys will wrestle an extra match, but it's basically an eight man bracket with a couple of extra matches. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, we had this entire argument around World Team Trials U.S. Open time. About this yeah. big big bracket versus small bracket. It doesn't hurt Russia um, having an enormous bracket. I, I don't know. I'm not – I don't think 12. When I think of big brackets, I don't think 12. I think 32. So Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not terribly concerned uh, one about One other it. thing, you know, I was looking through um, the schedule and the, and the, quali- the, the uh, qualification process and um, – I don't think we're gonna we're not gonna mean Christian aren't gonna talk about it at length right now, but because we're not a hundred percent sure, we were talking about this off air. Um, but we ha- we want to bring up uh, a point in the schedule that seems a little odd, um, but we don't have all the details, and so we won't talk about it at length. But the Pan Am qualifiers, the Olympic game qualifiers, are in Dallas on April. 6th to the 8th or something like that. 4th to the 6th or something like that. And that's where we're supposed, you know, that's the first opportunity to qualify guys since the Worlds. And that's like three days before the trials, the Olympic trials. So how are our guys going to qualify the weight there if they have to wrestle at the trials? It's it's going to be goofy. We'll, we'll get some information and sort it out, but that's just something to think about. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh... Right, we'll we'll get that sorted out in the months to come. Um, let's let's turn the focus back to worlds. Um, I believe Willie Sailor, um, you got catfished. Did you maybe get catfished, perhaps by uh, by a by a Sajaliyev account? Um, I don't think I did. You I don't, don't think, think I did. So? Some some people think I did, um, but I don't. So there's. One of the Sedgelive accounts were really fake. That was really a goof. But the other one 
just because it isn't actually him doesn't mean it's a catfish. It's like by proxy, you know? Like one one day I'll be a baller so big that I'll just have Brad Key do my social media accounts. Nice. Okay. So so if you don't know what we're talking about, Sajulayev or this Sajulayev underscore Twitter account basically called out or will no here, back up. Willie says I'll take Kyle Snyder over Sajulayev and like he mentions both both wrestlers and Sajulayev says no way and then Sajulayev says or Willie's like I'll pay you to come to America to wrestle Snyder and Sajulayev says anytime anywhere I'll come and make it 10-0 so it's uh that's what got it started and um shoot uh everyone in America wants to see this this match happen uh yeah don't you think everybody don't It'd be like uh, John Smith and uh, Bella Glazov. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. It may probably be better than that because Bella Glazov was old when that happened. But, um, you know, I was just shooting from the hip, maybe maybe trying to stir up a little trouble. Not trouble, but conversation, right? Yeah. And, uh, and to be completely honest, go ahead. Call me, call me crazy. Call me a homer. Stupid. I, I like Kyle in that matchup. I don't care. Yeah. Well, you, you are... I came around off of, uh, of the Sajulayev. You were you were kind of slowing down his train last year, and now I think you're slowing it down again. No, no. I mean, I'll, here's the thing. Here, all right, Sajulayev is the best in the world, pound for pound, for sure. Better than JB? Um, he has not beaten. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Jordan Burroughs. I will take Jordan Burroughs over. Over Sage Alive in a pound for pound. I mean, when you talk about the number of guys that I said, the, I said the same thing. That's why I also tweeted. I also tweeted, "Who's the best guy that Sage Alive ever beat?" It's Salas, right? Which doesn't even compare to the laundry list of guys that Burroughs beat. Yeah, Gadarzi right? and Sargush multiple times, and on and on and on. He's beaten so. That being said, all right. That, that being, being said. That being said. So maybe I'm not even really talking rankings right now. I guess um, maybe there's a case for Jordan Burroughs to be number one. What I'm saying is, when you go into Rio, when you went into Vegas, there is not and will not be in Rio a odds-on favorite bigger than Sedgelayev. Fact. It will. Sedgelayev will be a bigger favorite than Jordan Burroughs. Fact. So I'm not trying to slow down his train. Um, I'm saying he didn't beat as many guys as Jordan Burroughs, and I'm saying that Kyle Snyder is huge at two eleven, even at two eleven, and he, he's he's a lot as great as Sedgelayev is. Um, eyeball test. Uh, I don't like him giving up thirty pounds, twenty pounds to Snyder. All right. Well, the word on the street, Sedgelayev wants to come up. He wants to go up to to ninety. Yeah. He takes I, I, and he beats. He takes it to Gadisov, is <coughs> is the other word. And that's he, that's the word. And 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 I read multiple people I consider credible um, that said that he only ever gets up to ninety one kilos. Wow. So uh, he's I, he's not but, super. He's not as tall as Gadisov. He's not that big. And so he's a big eighty six. I mean, he where, is put where together. Where these things come from that he wants to go to 97 
Why would he want to go 97 if the highest he ever gets is 91, 92? Well, that might not be true. And who knows if he, you know. I, well. He could he could bulk himself on up, no question. Um, really, really good guys always want to bump up. Does not mean that it's the best thing for him. Yeah, and you want to keep everyone down. Um, so we didn't even finish the catfish story, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, feel free. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I threw it out there about this matchup and said July of response that he would wrestle him. And then, um, you know, the Twitter kind of lit up when that happened. And then said July of told me to talk to his agent. So I did talk to, I not talk to, I DM'd with his agent and, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, they were talking about ridiculous sums of money, first of all. <laughs> Um, but then it kind of, then it kind of got down. Did you to, convert um, it to rubles? And um... no, the rubles fallen. I should have said that. Yeah. Um, but but then it got reasonable, and uh, I mean, do not be surprised if you see that matchup happen. Yeah. Lord willing. I mean, a matter of fact, a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it is going to happen. Love it. Sedgelayev, versus Snyder is probably going to happen. But not at who's number one. Not at who's number one. Um, okay, so that's that one. That's the <laughs> Willie maybe, maybe not, got catfished, a mild catfish, maybe just a maybe just a crawdad. Who knows? Um It wasn't a catfish. It's you know, gonna happen. Let's do this. Let's I, I wanna get this done. Um Edgar Bright is yeah. is done let's, at Pitt. Edgar Bright um this summer, spring summer, spent did a bit in uh, uh, of time in Cleveland um, for for a crime, but was you know out of jail, back with Pitt, back with the team, and this weekend he gets arrested again at Pittsburgh. This time he uh, it's assault of of a girl. He punched one woman <laughs> in the face, flipped another woman over his shoulder onto the ground. Um, He's facing charges of possession with intent to sell drugs and possession of a stolen gun. So Edgar Bright, sad story, one of my favorites. Love the mailman, love to watch him. It's done. You know, he is done at Pittsburgh, and you when you consider the couple months that Edgar's had, it's it's hard to see a scenario where he finds his way back on a college roster. I mean it's a Jeez, it, it's over. Stop it. Hey, we've seen Andrew Long is gonna wrestle in college. This year, okay, and, and who the who had a bigger fall from grace than him, you know? So I, I'm never gonna say never because talent. When you're a talent, and Edgar Bright is a freaking talent, um, it finds he's a way. gonna be in jail for five years. He's not gonna be in jail for five years. Are you kidding me? He beat the guy up and left him in a field this this spring and was is already out and was back in school. Right, right. He's not going to be in jail for five years. Stop and it. and three and three months later, he's back in trouble. He punched a, he punched a girl in the face. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably so, done. He's probably done. But I'm not, <laughs> you never say never. You never say never. Um, but yeah, sad story. Sad for Pitt wrestling. Um, we you know uh, I had it confirmed. Rashada was coming down to forty one. Edgar was going to go to forty nine. Uh, does this change that? I don't know. 
I would like uh, Rashado at 41, personally. I think he'd... I think, I think he should still stay there. I think he should still stay there as well. But they've got Nick Zanetta. <laughs> Nick Zanetta's coming up um, to 41, so it might make more sense for the team if Zanetta goes 41, Rashado 41. Who knows? What's tougher, what's tougher in the ACC, 41 or 49? Um, depends on where Evan Henderson goes. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Evan Henderson will drop. It's going to be tough e- either way. Kevin Jack at forty-one. If Henderson comes down to forty-one, you got Henderson and Kevin Jack and Solomon Chisco and probably some guys I'm forgetting about. Um, it's going to be tough if they wrestle Sam Crevis right away at Virginia. ACC guys. Who's, who's tech? Who's tech starting? At which way? Forty-one or forty-nine? I mean, uh, Sal Mastriani. Mastriani. Yeah, I think Mastriani's going to be good this year. I, love I mean, he's pretty good last year. I think he thought he was good last year. Right, yeah. yeah. So, um, either way, it's tough out. What about TJ Miller? Is he starting this year? Uh, yeah, yeah. TJ's biggest problem is just staying healthy. If he can stay healthy, he's solid. Yeah. He beat Sal last year at ACC's, but uh, didn't qualify. He's missed a bunch of time. But if he's healthy. Um, he did not qualify. He did not qualify. Um, anyways. So that's a little, yeah. That's not good. So that's Edgar not good Bright, news. Edgar Bright's Edgar Bright, done. We loved you, bud. Sorry. Hope but. everything works out for him. But I hope he gets it together more than anything. Just get it together, dude. Um. All right. So we got that out of the way. But it's important that that we keep you guys abreast of stuff like that. Another thing that came out of Worlds as we continued to kind of bounce around here. Um. This was the craziest story. And it, it never really came to light fully. But Ma- Magomed Rasul Gaji Magomedov, that's a, he needs a nickname in the worst kind of way. Cause that is, that Gazi. Is, Gazi. Gazi. Um, once, he was a 70-kilogram freestyle champion. He So some of these Russian wrestlers were wearing a, a shirt with a guy's face on it. And someone asked him about it. And... This guy straight up says that, oh, well, he, this guy on my shirt, went to um, train with ISIS and came back to Russia and was arrested for training with ISIS. And so they wear his shirt, uh, a shirt with his face on it, out of, like, I guess, sympathy or support of him. So, like, yeah. basically, almost indirectly being an ISIS sympathizer is kind of crazy. It is bizarre. And there are there's an article out there that says that ISIS is actively recruiting. You know, I think ISIS is probably actively recruiting anybody who yeah. has, a pul- has a pulse. Of course. But um, there's an article that says... ISIS is actively recruiting Azeris uh, and Dag- uh, yeah, uh, wrestlers from Azerbaijan and Dagestan. Yeah, yeah. And so what they say is that, you know, wrestlers go to work out, but, they you know, they also go to pray, and when they, they go to pray, they, Are... they approach them. They approach them. Come join us, you know. And I guess they have money, and... I, I don't know. Yeah. It's all it's it's cultish, right? Like, uh, well, you don't live in a very wealthy area. You probably don't have probably don't have much. You probably wrestle, pray, and then there's 
some guy offering to be take care of you financially and be part of a family and you get lured into this kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's often but, how it goes with these groups. But it's uh, really scary. It's really sad that um, that wrestlers are being pulled into this. Yeah, yeah. You're talking the, about a world champion. Yeah. Now, he, now Gajimanga Madoff doesn't really have that tie per se other than he sympathized with a guy that apparently he knows well that went and trained with ISIS and came back. So we're, we're not, I mean, we're just telling you the story. And it, it was to the point that they were unable to like put this interview up, like because it got political in nature, but it, it happened. It's, it's the truth. Why would um, they not put it up? Cause you know, it's political in nature. They don't want to. Who, wait, who, who did the interview? Uh, it was a United World Wrestling interview. I think it was, a, it was after he won. Well, why would they put it up? Because he, he's uh, sympathizing with ISIS. Not a great look for your wrestling organization, perhaps. Just throwing it out there. That, that doesn't make sense to you? That you wouldn't maybe want that up? Um, and I think anything in po- this political in nature, they, they avoid. They don't, they don't want it to come uh, to be about that. Um, so, yeah, crazy stuff. There was like an article. I would have probably left it up as a top story for like a month and a half. Well, that's... it's. <laughs> It's different. Yeah, I know. It's different. It's different. And what, um, what, there was another article, or maybe it was the same one, about an Azeria wrestler that was killed or something, training with ISIS, and they thought it was falsely reported that it was Haji Aliyev. Did you read that one, Willie? (laughs) No, I didn't see that. Yes, yes, that was one where, like, it was another Azeria wrestler that was, like, either captured or killed, uh... And it was this other guy, but they it was reported, and it was like mass hysteria in Azerbaijan because they thought it was Aliyev, the, the world champion. So crazy stuff on that side of the world. We don't know how good we've got it, and we don't know what kind of situations these wrestler, wrestlers are put into. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, so, yeah, Willie, Willie is our resident ISIS uh, aficionado, so I didn't ever anticipate a day where – ISIS and wrestling would intersect, and uh, I guess unfortunately, but maybe fortunately for Willie, it, it's happened. Um, Not fortunately for me. I don't like to see that. Well, no, but, but you But I, you I, like... I am. I do read as much as I can about ISIS. Yeah. Um, mo- moving on, moving on. Uh, Although I might, you know what, It's that's kind of like my, uh, I, the ISIS thing is kind of like my side thing. My side, so like. Side piece. Uh, it's my side piece. All I do is wrestling, 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 24 hours a day. And then, like, when I get a free moment, I read the news. And uh, or I make time to read the news. And it's usually, you know, what's going on in the Middle East and with ISIS and Syria and everything. Uh, and this weekend, I was sick. I didn't leave my house for, like, four days. And I think I might have a new side piece. Uh-oh. I might give up ISIS and go strictly DraftKings. Oh, yeah. You're in the big... Uh... Big into the daily fantasy sports. I'm I can neither confirm nor deny that I have a little interest in that as well. Um, as football season comes into full swing, moving on uh, from Willie's side pieces to more wrestling related topics. Um, a, a couple little tidbits. Well, let's talk this recruiting. Uh, the the recruiting latest, of course, big one you dropped on us last night, Chad. Hey, Okay. Can I can I can I get one more freestyle thing in here? Yeah, yeah. Before we go to the recruiting thing. Yeah. I, I want to know, and I, I legitimately don't know. I'm I'm asking you this question for like the first time. Okay. This 
Gabe Dean with a possible Olympic redshirt. Yeah. Why? Why is it possible? He's like the way the way um, Ivy leagues work. He's either in school or not in school. I don't know how it works. I don't know. I, I here's all I know. Okay, it was rumored. I emailed Coach Cole. He says it's an option. Okay, and Coach Cole also, or uh, you know, the Olympic redshirt qualifications if you're a past junior world team or junior yeah, I, okay, world okay i know that all i'm saying i know that I know you're, that you're talking about the ivy league angle i he, i have no idea all i know so is what i'm saying is if he is in if he is taking a classic cornell right now then he would cannot take an olympic redshirt okay maybe because he would, he would need a leave of absence Sure. He wouldn't. He would need to not be enrolled. So if Gabe Dean is in school right now, somebody might want to tweet us. Yeah, I saw him in class yesterday. Yeah. That means he's not taking Olympic redshirt. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, that's absolutely true. Well, why right, would why would Coach Cole entertain that? Why would? Because maybe he doesn't want to tell you. Why is it? A, what? What? For what reason would he want to be secretive about this? To I what, don't know. To what benefit? He's the number one guy far and away at 184. Christian. Yeah. He's either in school or he's not in school. If he's in school, he's not taking Olympic. If he's in school, why wouldn't Coach Cole just be like, obviously, no, he's not in. It's obviously not in his black and white terms. Well, maybe, it, he's taking, maybe he's taking one semester. I guess that could be a, fa- a thing, too. The point, there's so many different ways. It, it's not as black and white as I think you're painting it. I'm uh, pretty sure it's black and white. All right. Well, it's not. And it's nothing has been decided as of last week. So we'll see what happens with Gabe, with Gabe Dean. Um, he's, so he maybe will take an Olympic redshirt. I'm sure there's some 184s that may be secretly crossing their fingers, hoping that that would happen. Um, can, can we get to this recruiting stuff? Go for it. Chad Red to Nebraska, big one, huge one. Dropped that last night. Um, and a, a couple other ones before. I want to kind of circle back to Chad. But Mickey Philippi, Philippi? Um, I say Philippi. Philippi. It's, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a big question. Um, I've been saying Philippi for three, four years. Yeah. So, and then Gomez to Iowa State, Philipp, Philippi to to UVA. Good stuff. More talent coming to the Commonwealth. Always a good thing. Um, but Chad Red to Nebraska. It, a question I have never been able to answer is how or why don't more top-notch guys go to Nebraska? It seems like everybody considers that. I don't know, man. They're, they finish. I, you know what? It's we, exactly right. Exactly right. They get they get the bluest of blue chippers to get interest, and they end up second or third. Um, I don't get it, man. I don't get it either. If you really. just look at their production – that they get with guys that aren't even blue chip recruits. And mm-hmm. then you look at the world level production that you get from Burroughs, obviously, and James Green. Uh, I just don't get it. It's in the Big Ten. It's a nice athletic brand. I know it's not it's not Penn State. It's not uh, you know, Oklahoma State, Iowa traditionally, but, yeah, I, but just just look I, at what's happening. If if they did get those guys, right? If they if they did get look the Valencias said point blank if it wasn't Arizona State, which basically means if if, if Zeke never went there, uh, it would have been Nebraska. Um, 
Nebraska is high on the list for for Hall, and it was high on the list for Suriano, and it was high on the list high on the list for a ton of guys. Now, if one or two of those guys go, then maybe more pieces start to fall there. Yeah. But Nebraska does a lot, a lot with um, not the bluest of blue chips, not not the. I mean, TJ Dudley places, you know. Not the classes that not the classes that Penn State and Oklahoma State and Iowa and Minnesota bring in, right? No. So, um, I, if they would ever get this guy, or that guy, and then more people bought in and like, okay, we're all going to Nebraska. Uh, if they they could be really scary. If you look historically at their thing, you know, past um, five or ten years or so. Um, they're they're traditionally like eighth to twelfth every year, which is not bad. Right, they're right in the mix with. I mean, who's their last blue chip recruit? Ty, I mean, Tyler Berger maybe, and then before that, I mean, the, they get good recruits. Like James Green was a good recruit, and Suflon was a good recruit, and Lambert. But none of them were like, you know, were those guys ever like top ten in their class? No, no. Lambert, Lambert was not even close to no, that. No, definitely not Lambert. Definitely um, not Dudley. Maybe Berger, Berger was close. Berger wasn't top ten in his class. Okay, mm-hmm. so so they're they're not really getting those guys, but they're producing. And and I'm telling you, Tyler Berger's gonna have a nice year and a nice career at Nebraska. Uh, mm-hmm. So so it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Um, why more don't? But maybe is this the start of it? With I mean, we're, I'm saying <laughs> I don't it know. The, I think um, I, I think there's. I think there's a misconception too. I, I, I honestly think it's the name. Like, I think people think Nebraska, and they think there's nothing out there. I mean, I went to Nebraska, right? And when I told people, especially from back east, where you leave one city, enter the next city, that, the whole East Coast is one big giant city. Um, and when I said, you know, I'm going to Nebraska, what do you want to do out? There's nothing out there. I'm like. Yeah, there is. Like it's a it's a great town. Like it's a fun town, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's like you don't walk through cornfields to get to class. I don't know. I just think it has that uh, country bumpkin perce- yeah. perception of being there ain't nothing out there. I mean, but but at the same time, it, mo- the the biggest powers in in our sport, Penn State, Iowa, and Oklahoma State. Are all extremely isolated communities. Yeah, uh, Iowa City, Happy Valley, Stillwater. I mean, these are. Uh, so I don't even know if that even makes sense. But I, I don't know. It, regardless, it doesn't make sense to me that they're not. You know, hauling more guys. I'm not advocating for them. It's just something that uh, I don't know if I if I understand. I mean, how do you say no to Jordan Burroughs? So many kids have. I don't get it. Um, but it happens. But maybe this is a start of something. You know, with Red, Red is their biggest in name and ranking recruit in years. I mean, he's the number eight for his class. Um, or is he number eight pound for pound? One of those. So they're getting a, a real hammer with upside that I think is going to do excellently there. So take that for what it's worth. We'll, we'll keep an eye on Nebraska wrestling. Is Yeah. You know what's interesting about Nebraska, too, though, is they – I don't want to say like Edinburgh, because but and Nebraska has consistently made pretty has a good track record of making studs out of not so great guys. Right. Like uh, 
I mean, Kokish came out. He was he was oh, a yeah, big Kokish. Kokish came out. He was a big. He, he had great Fargos, right? So he was sort of a commodity, but he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't um, a Nico Megalutis, Jimmy Gulliban. Guy. He wasn't even he talked was, about like Dean Heil. He I wasn't mean, a. St- he wasn't a Storley. He wasn't a. Right. Uh, he wasn't a Storley. A Mike right? Evans. Right. So I mean, they make him into a perennial contender, really. Um, he was the best guy last year. Yeah. He didn't win. Uh, he was the best guy. Think, think about a, a guy like Brester. Nobody had ever heard of that kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean it. He, I mean, he might have been a walk-on uh, to start or something like that. So he was, he was. He so was. Craig Bressler was a walk-on. He was a national finalist. He beat Jake Varner, um, his senior year. So that's that's my point. It's like look at what Robert Kokesh did at Nebraska. He went from getting tech followed by Mike Evans as a freshman to a guy that absolutely owned Mike Evans the last three years of his career. So you see the improvement. With these guys, and it's like, yo, you you can do this, and I think T.J. Dudley is going to be the next guy that really makes some strides for them. Um, I think he's super. So that's Nebraska. Interesting to to follow those guys as as they go. Well, that's their first that's their first recruit of the year. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. There's a, there's a couple there's a couple of schools. Um, I didn't even realize it. Like when I, I went because when I do the um, when I do the announcements, when I write an announcement, one of the things I put in is, you know, Chad Red joins this guy and that guy as part of the 2016 Husker class, right? So I look it up, and Nebraska didn't sign anybody else. This is their first one. So um, it, it, you'd be surprised if you go look at the schools um, who have kids signed or, or not signed. Um, you'd be surprised how many, how many big-name schools don't have really many kids signed yet. So, yeah, you're right. You're check, right. Oh, also, Kyle Dake is listening and tweets at you. I, I'm going to say he's tweeting at you more than me. You are slightly mm-hmm. misinformed about Ivy League rules, says Kyle Dake. So as I was trying to tell you, I pro- you probably don't know the whole story. And Kyle Dake more or less confirming um, what I was trying to say, that you probably don't know it all. So we'll see with the Gabe, on the Gabe Dean front. Um, I'm trying to read between the lines a little more there um do you want to circle back a, a little more world's talk get into i just want to know about gabe dean i don't yeah. i don't care if i'm right or wrong about rules yes i just, I just don't well i, I was trying to know. get you to avoid the black and white statements when when you you so obviously you can't really know uh all the ins and outs um so maybe a lesson moving forward let's do you want to talk about some of our the, the get into the foreigner discussion a little bit here some guys that maybe won our hearts or, or that we have um, – that we talked about a lot at Worlds that maybe we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, I think we hit um, in the past episodes and even a little bit here uh, the domestic guys. But we haven't talked about – we haven't talked about the foreigners that we kind of fell in love with other than Settle Yeah. Let's – can we start with the weirdest story in wrestling history? Yang of North Korea – Okay, this guy. This is the weirdest story. This is the weirdest story in the history of wrestling. He is the world champion last year. He is amazing. He is so good. Amazing. He probably would have won this year. So he, the North Korean, is, quote, best friends with um, uh, Rahimi, right? 
Willie? Yes, he's best friends with Rahimi. So he's best friends with Rahimi. So he sits out this year and then maybe the subsequent years. He retires because he wants his best friend, Rahimi, to win Worlds and Olympics. I, uh, there, there, it baffles me on so many <laughs> levels. One, that these two somehow could strike up a friendship to be called best friends when they live in North Korea and Iran. I would assume Several, I would assume there's a language barrier there. So, I mean, this story is bizarre for I, so many reasons. And you know, there was several people that tweeted it to us because we're on the radio, right? We're we're doing the live stuff from from Vegas, and me and Christian are chewing the fat. And we're like, yeah, you know, you just never know who North Korea is going to send, and and. It's a, you know we really would have liked to see Yang and and not sure why he's not here. We're not ever sure why North Korea doesn't send this guy or that guy. And people start tweeting at us. They listen to on the show. And they start tweeting at us. Yang has retired because uh, he wants Rahimi to win. You know he, he said he wants Rahimi to win. Well, that is categorically stupid. Uh, that's the only. That's all I gotta say about that. I mean. Why would you want – and how does that even get to become a thing? How does that even – Iran and, and um, <laughs> North, Korea. North Korea is not exactly um, Pennsylvania and New Jersey. No. Right? I, I, don't, I don't see how they would train together. I don't see even how they would communicate. I mean, North Korea, you're not allowed out, really, basically, right? Right. And I, I don't uh, think they're teaching you how to speak, you know, the, the Farsi. Farsi. In North Korea, just call it a hunch. So it's the weirdest story uh, in the history of wrestling, mankind, and it will never make sense to me. And I, I just want Yang back in the mix because he is one of the most. Google him, go Bring watch, go look at him on YouTube. We've got some matches of him up on Flow. He he is scary, scary good. And um, those that tried to act like um, the North, the guy North Korea sent this year was like better than him or on his level. Just stop. Those were silly words. He is not even close to Yang level uh, talent-wise. He's just a guy. Um, another guy that blew blew my mind, Taha Akul of Turkey, the heavyweight, who proceeded to tech his way, I'm pretty sure, through the whole tournament. He certainly did in the semis and finals. Um, and he kind of really landed himself in the pound-for-pound -pound discussion with, with that performance. And uh, I came away, you know, wondering if this guy can be touched moving into Olympics next year. Uh, he, he, I think, I, if I recall correctly, he did give up some points, right, at certain times? Yeah, perhaps, maybe. But otherwise, I mean, it, it, those points were ended up being kind of academic because he crushed everybody, including Makoff including, uh, well, everybody. Everybody. So, um, yeah, pound for pound, way up there. Um, so a lot of people are saying pound for pound better than Burroughs, which I find a little ridiculous. A little ridiculous. Uh, the competition wasn't really there. I mean, Makoff is a world champion, so maybe I can't really say that. But uh, I don't know. I felt like. I feel like. I felt like the, the heavyweight field, Willie, we talked about this some. It was down this year. I, 
I don't think that we did talk about it. Did we talk about it? Well, not I on mean, ra- maybe, not I mean, on we, ra- we did radio for 76 hours two weeks ago, so it probably came up then, but um, for right now, I'm saying that was a pretty weak field. Yeah, I'm, I'll tell you, so after Worlds, right after Worlds, the pound-for-pound pound discussion started, and people are, you know, People are saying satellite boroughs, satellite boroughs. And then you have a good, uh, you have a decent faction of people that put Agul, uh either third or higher than Burroughs, including T.R. Foley, who wrote it in his mailbag thing, right? And, and I just don't get it because, yes, Agul has won two, and he did this in dominating fashion. But I know it's the world championship. I know they're all supposed to be the best in the world. That heavyweight field was not good. Relatively speaking. That was, listen, every one of them tried to gas. They every, all, so many of them. I was appalled with the conditioning level of some of these guys. Who was it? Patriash Vili, who we needed to lose, he was getting smoked by the guy that beat Ray. He was down like 8 0. And proceeds to lose sixteen to twelve. It was crazy. It was like and that happened, and that happened several times in, in a bunch of different matches. Big leads, gas. Guy comes back. The other guy gases. I mean, I was. I, I know it's easy to say. You know, I'm just some goof sitting behind a, a microphone, but and talking about world class heavyweights. I don't think it was that good. Sorry, I don't think the field was that good. I was not impressed with the heavyweight field. Agle, yeah, sure. I mean, amazing, but don't ask me. I'm not putting him in that rarefied air for winning two titles, at least this one of which was in a field that was wholly unimpressed. Yeah. Um, unimpressive. Yeah, I mean, geez, it just made me long for Tavell all the more to be to be our guy, because I feel very confidently that he medals again um, at this field. And remember, Tervell lost to Akul by two last year, and it wasn't controversial. It was properly officiated. But he was so close to the turn late that would have put him in the lead 4-4. So, uh, you know, as good as as Akul is, I still feel like a healthy Tervell who, A, has beaten him, and B, has contended with him, that, that he could Maybe be the guy. So I feel good about Travell moving forward. So do I. Yeah. I mean, I would have liked to see him compete there, but after watching that field, I mean, I don't think there's anybody that Travell can't beat. Yeah. Could, could we see King Arthur Ta, um, Tazimov make a comeback? He should. He should. Why, Why not? He? Why not? Why would you not? I mean, make a run at it. He's from I, Uzbekistan, right? So Uzbek, I wonder, they didn't qualify, right? Um, did they take top five? They didn't take top five. No. Did they even send a heavy? <clears throat> Not. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But um, so Ty Bezov has three mm-hmm. straight. He, he wins the Olympics every year, every every four years. Ty Bezov, <laughs> Ty Bezov every he has four a standing years. Standing appointment with the Olympics to win them. Every four years, Ty Bezov wins. Heavyweight at the Olympics, and uh, but he hasn't wrestled the last two years, maybe three, and uh, there was no Uzbeki in the field. No, no. 
And so, you know, some people are wondering, will he come out to try to win an epic fourth world title? And after seeing that field, I would. He'd probably get a medal anyways. I don't know if he can beat Aqua. I mean, who knows the level of health or, you know, fitness he's in. But, you know, you got to figure worth a shot, right? Why not? He is a large human. Large individual. Um, so, yeah, those were some of the guys. Can we talk about the pins or the lack thereof uh, in at the senior level? These officials do remember not. When it was, remember when it was a, a touche? Remember when you, you touched your shoulder and it was a pin? Now, I don't know what has to happen. The, the guy needs to be in a light coma to, to get the yeah. pin call. It's crazy. Well, first of all, it's it's part of it's on the officials because they're watching the guy go on his back and they won't go down there. Okay, that's dumb. Okay, first of all, that's really bad that they don't get down there. Second of all, the fact that an official can be right there when the blades touch raises his hand, but oh wait a minute, the judge on the complete other side of the mat that probably can't even see. He's like, well, I didn't see it, and then we don't. It's it's the fall doesn't get confirmed. It takes forever. Lester had his guy packed, um, and and the guy wasn't even down there to call it. He was. There was a bunch of there was a there was a bunch of pins. I mean, a lot of people were saying to me, Americans were saying to me, Adeline Gray was pinned, um, but you know they weren't down there to call it, which was consistent. And a lot of people, Americans, you may not want to hear that. I said I I, I said it on air early in the tournament that. From the tournaments I've been going to international, that's been a thing. It it, is, it takes a long time for them to call a fall. Uh, one, I think they really want you to be pinned. They, they, the criteria for being pinned, they want you to be there for a little bit. And number two, you got – it has to be confirmed. So you got this official looking at the shoulders, looking at one official, looking at the chair, looking at the judge. I mean, first of all, how is that even supposed – meanwhile – they're looking at the chair or the judge, and they're not looking at the shoulder blades, obviously. Right. Uh, right. So, so there's that. Calling pins but, are kind of a mess in general. But here's the here's the here's a trade off, and this is why I don't get so worked up about it. Um. Do you want to have? Do you want to have the pin the outcome of the match based solely in one human being's hand? I don't know. No, you don't want that. You don't want that. That the first time, the first time I take you down, you roll across your back, and the official goes, "Boom, you're done. Pin, fall, over." Yeah, true, true. Uh, yeah, I don't want that. Everybody is screaming, "Oh, that ref took it out of our hands. That was too quick of a call. That's that should that needs to be confirmed. You just can't have one person with all that power." Yeah, I mean that's the way that goes. That's true. That's true. And. And so you either pin the guy very, very definitively or you don't get the fall. You have to wrestle the match, and the better guy wins anyway. Can I tell you a story? Tell um, you. They could do it like they do, like I've seen it done in Virginia. Um, and this is, this is a little snapshot into my area um, where I'm from and, and where kind of wrestling is on the totem pole. I observed in a match, uh, a high school, high school match, a guy got put on his back. Okay, and he he was pinned or about to be pinned. The official <laughs> he doesn't get down at all. He stomps his foot and sit and blows his whistle to signal the fall. I have He's, heard 
He stomped his first. foot. It happened, guys. It... I've heard other stories uh, of of foot stomping Matt, <laughs> uh, Matt slapping refs with the feet that wouldn't get down. I have never witnessed it. I would probably tell the guy about it. It was. It was. That's atrocious. I, You've seen it with I've, your eyes. I've seen it. I I I couldn't stop laughing. Like I I thought it was hysterical. Like what the heck is going on? We are Kyle Bradkey. Kyle Bradkey's sitting here. He says he's seen it too. I have never. Well, seen he's it. from West Virginia. That's probably how they teach it in West Virginia. Yeah, that's standard protocol. Yeah, yeah. Don't get down there. Just just stomp away your foot. Just stomp your foot. Just like you're at the hoedown. Um, oh. No, I I don't have much room to talk. Um, so yeah, Kyle is looking at me with a uh, mouth agape. Oh, he is agape. furious with us right now. He's burning with rage um so yeah that's the the pinning issues there's different ends of the spectrum they don't they take forever to get down there do i want to see the foot stop in international wrestling kind of yeah a little bit well no, you don't <laughs> I, was, I was kidding a little bit um so yeah that's so that's why that's why the chamizo pin there was several pins that were like what where are they i pins? don't know that chamizo everyone says chamizo was pinned i don't think he was i went back and rewatched it he he fought admirably. Um. Yeah. So, I didn't think he was pinned either. There's a thread on the mat. I said it was right in front of us. I didn't think he was pinned at all. Um. But there were several. There was there were oh, several for sure. There were several falls that you thought certainly in the past would have been called falls, and probably now should have been called falls. But that's why I wasn't really surprised when falls didn't happen, and I wasn't surprised when it took a long time to be called because that seems to be the trend. And quite frankly, I'm all right with it. I, I'd rather see a match continue. If there's any doubt, if there's any doubt, uh, let the match continue. But anyway, that's my personal opinion. Talking about going back and watching matches, you just reminded me of something. You went back and watched Chimizo. I went back and watched the match where Metcalf uh, with the Chinese guy. Oh, my gosh. Dude. That was crazy. He he was probably concussed. You think that entire that entire match? Yeah. Go watch that match at the fi- at fifty seconds in the match. Brent gets hit. They they lock the tie up. Uh, they separate and come right back in real hard. Yeah. And Brent about stumbles off the mat. Yeah. Yeah, that dude was. And then at the end of the match. With the head, you know, you have to, it's, oh, his head hit. Is that a supporting point? We got to, you know what? We got to look that up. We still haven't done that. It's two weeks old. I saw a couple times the head hit, and it's supposed to be a supporting point, but they didn't call it. So maybe they changed the rule, and the head is no longer a supporting point. Right. But anyway, uh, my, my point of the Metcalf thing is he gets in a quad pod with five seconds left, and he basically does a push-up with a guy on top of him, and he's w- literally looking at the clock, and the clock strikes six, and he just ugh, bellies down. And I just, you always had respect for Brett Metcalf. You always loved his toughness. You always loved his grit. But, God, if that wasn't quintessential, Brent Metcalf toughness and toughing it out, the guy had a concussion. The yeah. guy was... The guy was hammered. And then to hold on for the win with the last three to five seconds, oh, my God. 
to me that was just awesome yeah it, it was a crazy match and i that was one thing we mentioned i think in the last we'll we'll probably never get the full story it's never going to come out but, but brent's not a guy right he's not going to say no no one no no oh, one out God. of that camp is going to even mention that probably but uh i think it was a factor and i maintain that so and then he still came back and he won that and he was right there with Muhammad. So once again, it's a tough, it's tough to say where he's at, but you feel good about Brent. Um, okay. Nine minutes. Do you want to hit some who's number one talk? Um, yeah, but first I want to talk about the young Iranians. Yes. Yes. I want to talk about Chirati and Karimi. And, and did you, did you feel – I felt like the whole world, maybe outside of Russia, thought that Chirati was going to win in the finals. For sure. Right? For sure. Um, and, and even I was a little bit more conservative. Well, I was a little more conservative. I, I thought, I thought this will be a good match. Chirati will win. He'll beat Gazzy, but it's going to be a good match. But then it was utter domination. Yeah, he 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 was dominated truly. Um you know, he couldn't get to his his underhooks like he liked and Gaji Magomedov all but lived on his legs. Had an answer for everything. I was I I was a, a little surprised, although I didn't know what we were getting with with Gaji. I I coming into that and he was one of the guys we didn't get to watch much cuz our focus was on James or yes, Dana Chirati so much of the time. So, uh Super talented kid, and I'm still. Uh, I would love for Green to get a, a redo against Chirati, and it may never happen because they're going to go two different weights now. But uh, I, I was so surprised to see him get to those underhooks like that against Green. Well, the, the odd thing is we we talked about it. We, we watched Chirati a bunch, both of us. He's, he's one of the international guys that we had taken a liking to and really followed, and, and we watched him. Um, before the Worlds, and we watched probably every match leading up to the James Green match. And we both said, before they even took the mat, Green has to stay out of the underhooks. he got to deal with his pressure. He can't be getting forced to the zone. And, and all of that happened. Yeah. And, and I, I, it had to be scouted. They had to know that going in. I, I, maybe well, it was one of those things where it was easier said than done. Yeah, I... Uh... I mean, we knew what he had to do. Coach Snyder, I interviewed him. He said, that was the guy we scouted. That was the guy we knew. We knew about the underhooks. We knew about everything. Um, he said, you know, Green maybe didn't quite execute the game plan they had, and they also, <coughs> to an extent, underestimated how long he was. And uh, uh-huh. uh, The power, actually, more than anything, impressed me. Like, that dude's a powerhouse. Like, Green is strong for that weight, and there, there were a couple moments where, I'm not going to say – you know, it wasn't a ragdoll situation, but he was really moving him around and, and got, yeah. some, got some dynamic moves. So he's a super talent. He's going up to 74 next year for the Olympics. Yeah, Chirati, that's why I wanted to bring him up because Chirati to me is almost as larger than life. He's a superstar, right? Even in, in, in a loss, even in, in taking a silver. I mean, he's a guy that people, <laughs> like before the – People are saying that he's going to go to 74 and he's going to be the next thing and he could stop Burroughs and this and that. That's and then stupid. he – okay, but before that Gazzy match, people are saying that. That was dumb. 
Well, I know it's dumb. But he has that following, right? Yeah. He yeah. has that following. People think really highly of him around sure. the world. Right. He's 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 excellent. And you know, Karimi, the eighty six, is, is fantastic as well. He gave Sajalaya his toughest match. He he was a junior world champion tough. last year. He is really tough. I, I he is tougher than nails. Right. He is so determined and like I just think there's great things ahead for him. Um now what? I, Go ahead. I just loved his loved his grit. I loved his grit, and I think um, he impressed me because I didn't think he was as good as he, uh, he. I think he's one of those guys. Uh, let me say, like a Zane Rutherford, if that makes any sense. Not like yet. I don't think, not yet. Not yet. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Okay, you know how, like, I don't know. Sedeliev is like technically just amazing, right? Yeah. And I don't think Karimi's like that. I think Karimi's like this grinder. I will not die. I am going to win this match. He doesn't do anything that wows you. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, now I get it. Um, no, I I agree with that. And he was someone I, I slept on big time coming into this tournament. That, but he's he's dang good. Uh, and what, one thing of note with the Iranians, something that kind of came up um, – was there, there's some I don't know unrest within the Iranian community about how these guys are being coached up about how the world teamers are being handled basically that they're getting run into the ground they're getting hurt too much because they they use these kind of older more uh, rugged training tactics that are kind of wearing on their bodies you know we've seen and we've seen Gadarzi his career's done and now uh, Riza Yazdani is out um, with injury and so. Is the young, uh, the youngest when we see these Iranians, a Charati and, and a Karimi, is this the best we're going to see them? Are they going to be able to like kind of maintain the, the level of health through the Iranian training rigors, or is that maybe a, an overplayed storyline? Uh, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. There's a, there's a heck of a lot of talk about them overtraining, um, even by their own fans. So if they are doing that, one, if they are overtraining, I think it's something that will be remedied. And number two, I think it's overblown to begin with. They still do I mean, pretty well. Is Donnie's, is Donnie's 150 years old, uh, the leopard? Come like, on. I mean, he, he, broke, he broke his ankle. That's, a, that's not from overtraining. He broke his freaking ankle. Well, you don't know that. You, you don't know. It was, wasn't it ankle either. It was like it was something oh. different from that. It was a lower body injury, but I mean the guy's—he's thirty-one. I mean, he ain't that old. He just turned thirty-one, so he's not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think it's. I think the overtraining thing is a little bit overblown. Okay, you asked my opinion. I think Tarati and Creamy will be fine. I don't think they're gonna get ran into the ground anytime soon. Okay, good. Uh, you got two yeah. minutes for who's number one. Come on. Two. Okay, who's number one? Development. The lineup is almost completely set. I'm working on maybe one more matchup. Um, but otherwise, completely set, and I'm really happy with the way it came together. It, can't, it came together kind of late this year because um, Worlds. because I was traveling to Brazil and, and cadets, and I, I really didn't do the best. I didn't communicate too well from overseas. I just wasn't able to do so. But – 
At the end of the day, every single matchup at who's number one is one versus two in the country, except for uh, Dayton Fix and Rudy Yates, which is one versus three. So um, when you have every match, one versus two, uh, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it's going to be a great event. We're looking forward to that. And um, We still need a pro bout, though. That's a, that's a, we're going we're gonna to get a pro bout if we can get a pro bout. Now, we're not going to put a pro bout together just for the sake of having a pro bout. If we can't get the matchups we want, maybe we won't have one. But we're working on, uh, we're working on a big one. All right, let's. Well, make it happen, man. Come on. Um, so yeah, who's number one? It's gonna be great. My rankings have been coming out. They came out um, yesterday. Thirty threes up on the site right now on the homepage. If you want to take a look at those, one forty one. Uh, Willie can attest. One forty one is going to blow your minds. It, my mind is still blown. Um, but that's all I'm going to give you. So um, with that, we, we, uh, our show is coming to an end, Willie. Well, I, for one, am looking forward to the rest of the rankings. Um, maybe not 41. I, that's a disaster. Isn't it? One, 141 is an abject disaster. I told Willie what we were about to do. I'm like, Willie, check this out. We're about to do this. Because like Ben and I do the rankings on this, on this document, and we're editing and we're chatting the whole time. I was like, Willie, check this out. And... He didn't believe it, but even he is, uh, I believe, more or less bought into it. Yeah, I was watching them. So on this document, you can watch them make the edits and discuss in real time. Like, they make a change. I can view it. And, yeah, it's chaos. And uh, I'm going to sit back with popcorn and, and watch people make fun of it. But here's the thing. Uh, come up with something better <laughs> because it is truly chaotic. It's chaotic, um, and uh, we'll we'll just leave you with that. Check out the rankings. We got a full slate of go. stuff heading up, uh, going up on the site. This archive will be up shortly, and uh, we thank you guys so much as always for listening. Make sure you're getting, uh, you're subscribing on iTunes. Make sure you're giving us the five star rating, um, and we will see you next time. When that is is yet to be determined, but we'll make sure you know when that happens. So. Have a great day and thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys.